Hey ballers, welcome to If These Balls Could Talk with the boys making all the noise, spreading all the joys with lots of hijinks and ploys. This is Mark along with John and welcome back for a little special occasion there, Mr. Pete, who's going to be a little bit uh, quiet for a little bit because he's got a little special guest with them as well. Hello. Hey. This is in training. Liam Steffen joins us. I don't know if you can hear him. Yeah, he's, he's, he's doing all right. All right. Knock, <laughs> knock, knock on wood. Uh, as a kind of reminder, if you like what you hear or see, please hit that subscribe button. Or as Liam's dad likes to say, tickle the little bell. <laughs> Tonight, we welcome back to the podcast my cousin, Matt Madeiras. Good evening, Maddie. Welcome back. What is up, boys? Good to see you. Good to Pete, see it you took too. me Glad three to episodes. That was the best transition I've ever done. It's because you're <laughs> awesome. here. Awesome. All right. <laughs> I did it. I learned. Plus, I think it... <laughs> Plus, I think, yeah, you've made all of the mistakes already, so you're... All of uh, the mistakes. I apologize from our mistakes. for my shitty audio last week. Um, I was... I fixed my camera, and I was pushing way too much video, so that went and happened. But that's okay. So, John, how you been? I've been great again, Mark. I, 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 Thursday is vitamin D day, and so I told, I told Mel, I was just like, I feel like a fucking superhero today. <laughs> oh, um, Maddie, we're old. You haven't been listening. We're old. I found out I had deficiency. I've been saying that for weeks. But uh, yeah, work was good. I work from home on Thursdays. We just put a really big renovation in on um, the AV system in the main boardroom at work. So that was kind of fun to play Ooh. with. A whole bunch of AI control cameras, a whole bunch of beamform microphones. We spent a whole shitload of money. It was awesome. <laughs> Are you Your still doing the CBD up. gummies? Yep. That's why I ain't crazy no more. <laughs> That's what I tell my wife. We had to fix the crazy. No then more. we had to fix the vitamin D. I, I, oh, I've been starting to, to do the CBD gummies too. Yeah, uh, I've been starting to do the CBD gummies too. I, I it, it definitely helps with certain things. We're we're down a sock. I may have to go back to mute here. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, we're down a sock. <laughs> we weren't lying. Peaches oh. procreated. The little Bill's fan is angry. <laughs> Well, we all know how Pete's been, as we can kind of see it right now, as he as he deals with uh, the Liam Tommy's effect. So cute, anyway, though, guys, he's very cute. Holy crap, Liam! What do you think about the Bills season so far? Who did you ask that to? <laughs> I asked Liam what he oh, thought Liam. about the Bills season you asked so Liam. far. Liam, I don't know. Yeah. I think that reaction kind of says it all, right? Nope. Yeah. Nope. Yep. Anyway, let's let's get to know our guests a little better, shall we? Now, Maddie, we are fastly approaching the holiday season, and we touched on this a little bit last time. Uh, you were on the podcast, but please share with us some of your favorite memories of spending Christmas Eve at our Nana and Grandpa's. Oh, man, there's so many. It's it's hard to say. Well, I think for one thing, the listeners should know that our grandfather, uh, bless his soul, he never actually took down the Christmas tree. Nope. With the reasoning that I'm just going to put it back up in 11 months. So why? <laughs> it's a holiday <laughs> tree. That's so true. That's so true. That, that, that tree was up all year. That's right. So it's just, it's just constant. Um, I have distinct memories of him playing. Uh, that incredibly out of tune piano that was in the basement. Yes. Uh, from time to time. Did you did you listen to Dominic the Donkey all the time? Because I certainly did. <laughs> all the time. They love Dominic the Donkey. Nah. No, uh. it wasn't a big thing. You know, uh. it really wasn't. Oh, I, I I tell you, the most Italian thing I think we had, right? Mock was probably our Nana would make our family uh, tortellini homemade the tortellinis, yep. tortellinis, mm, pork and cheese yeah. by hand. Yep. By hand, take her all hand day. Rolled. Take her all day. Maybe they did play music at the parties. We just didn't notice because we were all just being so loud and obnoxious. Very true. 
that's incredibly accurate. Yeah. You're like, this yeah. definitely happened. Well, you know what it was? Like, in our generation, right? Like, the rule was, like, the adults would just drink and play cods. And, like, in our family, they played a lot of uh, pitch. They would just, like, be upstairs drinking and eating, and they would just send us to the basement. Yep. Really, at anybody's house, not just grandpa's Oh, yeah, house. everyone's house. Right. And they're just like, just go downstairs and like, don't kill each other. That was pretty much the plan. Yeah. I'm pretty so sure that's actually that's why my, my parents finished their basement was because we had to have a place for all the kids. <laughs> that's so true. That's so true. I was the wine fetcher. The I, wine I fetcher. The wine. Yes. Hey, that, that's a good job. That means you're always, you're always wanted. Yeah. There was this one time. And so we had everybody over. It was my, um, my parents, my uncle and my aunt, my cousins. It was typical, right? And so my mother had a pot of sauce on the, um, a pot of gravy, a pot of gravy on the stove and it was cooking. And so everybody went in the pool and they just drank and, and every once in a while, somebody would be going and check the food. And then they all got real drunk and they, John, more wine. So I used to get the wine and I'm like, I ran out. I'm like, guys, it smells like something's burning. And they were like, oh, it's fine. Well, she burnt dinner. That's the punchline. Mm. But she do? wasn't sober. And that's what matters. Exactly. You know? <laughs> that's what matters. That's right. That's right. That's what matters. It's not a holiday unless one of your relatives falls down drunk. You know. Yeah. Do you guys have a kids' table? Yeah, I mean, pretty much. It was like it was like the end. You know, it was like a shorter end of the table kind of thing. So, John, this is this is one of the the I think the quintessential story of our uh, of our family. So. When uh, when our Nana ha- did pass away, unfortunately, so we all we went to uh, some restaurant um, and but all the all the cousins got together and we formed a kids table at the restaurant. Nice. It was great. Even though that's all of us are amazing. well into like our 30s or 40s at that point. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. You guys. Yeah, well, you got, you got to remember, John, like our family spent a lot of time together. So. Every, all of our birthdays, so every cousin's birthday, yep. every major holiday, and then like just like summer get togethers for the heck of it. Mm-hmm. So, like, I saw, like, I saw my cousins, I saw Mock, I don't know, like, at least like every other a week, lot. I should have felt yeah, like it was, it was a lot. It was a lot. <laughs> like, fact, it was a regular occurrence. I remember being that young and seeing you so so often. I thought you guys lived a lot closer than you really did. And then when yeah. I finally learned how to drive, I was like, are you effing kidding me? We've been driving this far, <laughs> like, this whole time. <laughs> it's true, because like, I think some people, like, they see their families, like, you know, Thanksgiving, the holidays, like that. Like, that was not us. We saw each other all the time. All the time. Not all to the say time. that all, all Italians live the same life, but I lived that life, guys. I know what you're talking about. I yeah, exactly, that. exactly. We, um, we so these these first cousins they lived in mid to south jersey and so that drive was probably two and a half hours from uh westchester county up in up in new york and we used to do it all the time all the time all the time we used to drive to see them in monmouth county and then we used to go to atlantic city and we used to eat a lot of pasta and that was pretty much one through 13 (laughs) right Right. I will say that I will say this, Maddie. So I, I was actually able to experience John's family Easter and their Easter kind of put our Easter a little to shame. Uh, really? Oh, yeah. There was a lot more food. But did um, they have breadsticks wrapped in meats? Because if they don't, uh, then we win. Amazing. So no, but there, I'm going to tell Pete's I think there were two more him, courses because he's busy. <laughs> but Pete came to and I'm going to get it wrong, but I believe this was a Thanksgiving. And 
like any good Italian Thanksgiving, there was a pasta course. We had lasagna, and Pete, after we were done eating, Pete was still hungry, because Pete's always hungry, by the way. He decided that he wanted to eat lasagna, but also chicken. I was like, you should make a lasagna sandwich. And so <laughs> Pete made a lasagna sandwich with two wow. chicken cutlet pieces of bread, and he broke he broke the world. It was amazing. It was one of his most Did glorious Tommy moments. Did Tommy DeVito deliver this? To you yes. guys, or do <laughs> you know, I swear to God, I see their, I see their family too, and I, I just feel it all. I feel it all. I'm just like, I know. So I, I gotta ask, I gotta ask, I gotta ask you guys, as fellow, you know, Italian Americans, did you feel like we took a step back when they showed Tommy DeVito's agent? And I'm using air quotes there. His agent in the, in the hat and the coat. I'm like, oh no, no. <laughs> We've gone back about 20 years. I got to tell you guys, I blame both of you squarely for that man because he's a, he's, a <laughs> he's a New England Italian, and I don't know about that. He really is. He really is. Now, I got a question for you, and I asked this to a couple of fr my friends. Do you think he always wears a fedora and a pinstripe suit, or did he dress up for Monday Night Football, or a little of both? Ooh. Like, did he dress I'm, the part? I'm going fedoras all the time. What do you think? I'm going <laughs> fedora all day. The fedora I, might I think be he has time. multiple fedoras. I think he has <laughs> multiple fedoras. He just got an award, like for being a great Boston, a Bostonian Italian American. So yeah, who, who the fuck knows? Who the fuck knows? I mean, look, I can promise you one thing: he didn't pay retail or anything for the suits he owns. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. No, I guarantee no, you that. No. Whether they came out of the back of a truck, I don't know. I don't know anything about anything, but. Now save all it this Tommy DeVito is. talk because we're talking about Tommy DeVito every week on this we show. Will, it's one of be the rest yeah. of time. The rest of time. <laughs> all right. Oh shit, Maddie got married. Congratulations on your recent wedding. Please tell me you. how you finally decided to take the proverbial plunge and how your wedding turned out. Uh, I appreciate that. No, it was it was easy. I I'm very lucky. I have an amazing wife. Uh, as I was telling my cousin, I'm still getting used to saying that wife, but um, I'm very lucky. She, uh, you know, she was just one of those people. You meet her and you say, I mean, I wouldn't want to do life without you. So it was really easy for me. I, uh, I proposed in Mexico. We got married in Mexico. So it was wonderful. It ended up being a great kind of like friend reunion. Because as you know, with a big family, if you try to invite your whole family, you're going to have a 300 person wedding. So I told all my family, I love you all very much. And I will not be buying you dinner. <laughs> <laughs> but i love you and we'll celebrate when i see us so we did a very small wedding like 55 that was it oh yeah. 55 people that it's was in the it. mail it's in the mail <laughs> yeah 55 people simple it was in it was on the tropical side like the caribbean side of mexico it was great it was, oh, wonderful. It, was awesome, a, it was a it was a weekend it was great Great. As a person who was too young to be able to make yep. that decision, I mean, I got married at a good age, but I was too, like, I was in my 20s, and so I couldn't say no to the 250 people. I don't think we got to 250, but we almost did. And so I remember, yeah. my, wedding felt like ass, it. By, my wedding kicked ass, by the way, but I remember was... Mel being like, who's this person? I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, who's this person? I'm like, cousin? That's the answer to everything. I don't know. Cousin? Second cousin twice removed. Right. What are, how many months are we in? How many weeks are we in? Uh, yeah, I mean, it just happened. So let's see. We got married last month. So I'm basically in my first month. So it was almost a month to the day, actually. Yeah. How long do you live to did you live together beforehand? Uh, let's see. We would have lived together for a little over a year. Oh, shit. So it's now. still, still going to get a little. <laughs> so as a person who has lived I with this significant... See, I'm, not, I'm not where Pete is right now. Like, I just have to worry uh, about taking care of myself. 
and my significant other. There's no random small human who needs me to survive. That's my small human is old enough where when I came on the show, I I, I gave her a hug and talked to her about her day. And then I was like, all right, I'm out. She's like, cool. She's like, I'm gonna watch YouTube for a little while. I'm like, okay, cool. She's a young adult. Go go to bed at a reasonable time, please. Uh, She's the oldest 11 year old I've ever met. (laughs) That's the one. She's 11 going on 34. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations on that. You skipped a lot of really troubling years, so you're in great shape. I'm in so... <laughs> you know? I'm, I gotta tell you, man. I'm in so much fucking trouble. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. she's cool as hell. She's, I'm biased, but she's beautiful, and she's nice. I mean, I, I always told my friends, I always told Mark, that we'd ha- we have to... Everyone has to be at my house when the first boyfriend comes over, and so we do the scene from Bad Boys 2, where uh, Mike Lowry comes out, and he's like, who's this? Classic. Classic. Good scene. Good scene. Good scene. Great scene. Great scene. I, I, like I got a shotgun a on layaway, John. It's 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 coming. Well, I know how to shoot guns now, so we're all good. There you go. There you go. Yeah, you said. Yeah. Sorry, guys. He was inconsolable there because I think he's also a Chargers fan. Oh, oh no! Yeah. <laughs> it's not going well. They scored another touchdown. Thirty-five like, nothing. Didn't they oh just put God. Justin Herbert out? Justin Herbert out to pasture for this season. Yep. He had he had a surgery today. Well, right? he hurt his, did he break his finger or like he hurt his he finger? Broke right? it. He yeah, they had it. to do season-ending surgery on it on his throwing hand. He's wearing a giant like taped mitt on his on his throwing hand right now. Yeah. And meanwhile, Joe Burrow comes to oh, every game and cheers on Jake Browning, who's doing great. He's playing pretty well. I mean, he that really team is pretty well. That team is stacked and it's well coached. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was like well, Levis. You guys, you guys see Levis. He was great. Yeah. All of a yeah. sudden, he, all of a sudden, he's a, a Hall of Fame quarterback. <laughs> he's like, he's he's so fired up. Can we talk about that, Levis that, last week? That by the way, that game was game. ridiculous. That was a... So many Amazing. ridiculous games last week, and I include the Giants' victory over the Green Bay Packers. I really enjoyed that because it, it gave Buffalo a path to actually win the AFC East again. <laughs> yep. Yep. Just, just oh. got to win out, and Miami's got to lose to Dallas, and then, then we're all set. It's oh, a yeah. weird season, though, right? Like. Like Super nobody's weird. bulletproof, right? No, like maybe San Francisco's bulletproof. Maybe. I mean, I yeah. guess even right, even your Dallas and San Francisco's are vulnerable. This is how fucky this season is in the N- N- NFC. The Giants could still make the playoffs. What? Nah. The one game out Talk of the wild card. Are you serious? One game. One game out. Yep, five and eight. One game out. Well, there Giants there are a lot of six and seven teams in the NFC. There's yeah. a shitload of six and seven. I think, I think everyone in the NFC South is six and seven, with the exception of the Panthers. One of them, by the way, being the Saints that they're going to beat this week because of, you know, the wise guys. Tommy Cutlets. Tommy DeVito. Tommy Cutlets. Can I just say, I, I totally agree with Matt. The, uh, the agent is the best thing about this. Absolutely. That, 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 oh, my God. I was cracking up laughing out loud Joe, when I saw the video Joe of Buck? that guy. Joe Buck's like, I think they just broke the Internet when he gave his father a kiss on the cheek. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Amazing. So Beautiful. All right, Matt. We, uh, we'd like your opinion on some recent news uh, about an area that you're familiar with since having spent many years in academia. Uh, so recently, three college presidents were interviewed by Congress about recent anti-Semitic events that happened on their campuses. Needless to say, they did not look very good after this hearing. Has your school communicated anything uh, about uh, these events to the students and the faculty? Yeah, yeah. It's a little different now because I'm no longer in higher ed. Now I mm-hmm. do after school programs for younger kids. So it's not something we've had to deal with personally because we're not dealing with that kind of collegiate kind of undergraduate schools that are generally in the news right now. 
But you know what? What I can what I can share is that it's interesting. I think everybody gets very focused on these particular schools and the interaction they had right with Congress, right? Because there were these kind of sound bites that came out. Mm-hmm. But I think I think where we're at, I think the the broader question, right? And what I think people care about is where is that line for free speech, right? Mm-hmm. And what you can say, even if people don't like to hear it or if it's offensive to them. What is protected? And then what are the things that cross the line, you know? And, and, and constitutionally, everybody knows what that is, right? You can't incite people to violence, right? You can't. Do you can't, they know? You, <laughs> I actually don't know. That's a good point. I don't know. There's a lot of law about it, right? So you can understand that, like, here's what you can say. You can say hateful things, but you can't incite people to violence. You can't do certain things, right? And where colleges tend to come in on this is a balancing act. You want to provide generally a safe uh, non-discriminatory environment for your Absolutely. students Absolutely. while also having a healthy, robust and open and honest, academically free, uh, space for conversation. And, and of course those two things, uh, can battle one another. And I think what these college presidents highlighted is that a lot of schools are struggling with and don't necessarily do a great job of drawing that line and being very mm. clear about this is okay. This is not okay. And not in the sense of you like it, but this is what we're willing to even allow or be have be acceptable. And in a supercharged political environment, what you get is what we saw. And it was unfortunate, right? Because you couldn't get basic answers to simple questions. And that's never what you want. Do you feel like the presidents deserve to either get fired or they have to resign? You know, it's hard, right? Because I, I, I'm, I'm just a pragmatic person, right? Being a New mm-hmm. Englander. And I think, I think I always go back to like, what are we trying to achieve? And you can replace somebody and that's okay. But I think what people care about is the culture on the campus, right? How we are allowing an environment to move forward for our youth and changing people, maybe a present, maybe, maybe that'll do it. I don't know. Right. I I don't have a crystal ball, but I think that there's a larger conversation around, you know, how free speech, academic freedom, and a safe and non-discriminatory environment can coexist in a place with very easy to understand rules and protections and people not being afraid to say, hey, this is our line. And if you cross it, we're going to we're going to step in when they were when they were asked about someone actively saying that they want to commit genocide. And their response was, you know, well, it, it, it depends on the context. Do you think that was a coached response? Oh, I mean, to me, if you watched or heard any of the sound bites or watched the whole thing, they've been talking to lawyers, right? I mean, these oh, are yeah. these are presidents at very prestigious Ivy League universities, right? They're going to be talking to lawyers, and I don't begrudge anybody that. I'm sure I would talk to a lawyer in their position. With very expensive lawyers. But I think lawyers. that's what happens. Very expensive lawyers, yeah. Very Maybe expensive not expensive enough, then. though. Maybe not expensive enough. I mean, I know right, that right. a CEO gets a lot of... Th- I mean, everyone who is an executive in a big business gets a lot of their copy written for them by people who are professional yeah. writers, right? Yep. Or professional yeah, lawyers. And, and that's true, right? I mean, like you said, as, at any big university, because remember too, this, the university we're talking about, they have massive and billions of dollars of endowment. This is not your local community college folks kind of chatting right. there. And let's be honest, right? I mean, I think everybody knows it's just to say it aloud, right? There's a lot of different pressures, right? You're going to have pressures from your students and you're going to have pressures from your staff. You're going to have pressures from your faculty. You're going to have pressures from your board. You're going to have pressures from your donors. Remember, a lot of universities have big money donors with very different opinions. And I think, I think what, what's happened is you can't please everybody, but what you can do, right? You can't, but what you can do is you can have very reasonable rules based on both the law and the standards and codes of conduct that you hold at university and say, 
Here's where our boundaries are. And if you step outside, we're going to equitably right, control for that. Because what happens, I think, is people say, well, I, I, if I agree with it, it's good. And if I don't agree with it, it's bad. It's like, that's not the way this works, right? There's just, there's just things you can and can't do. And if you do the things that you can't, then there has to be punishment. And if you're within that protection of free speech, then you have to protect it, whether it's good, bad, or, or however you feel about it. And it's challenging to do that. It really is. But yeah, it was, it was coached answers, very much so. To me. Thanks, Matt. No, yeah. th- that was that was great responses. On a lighter note, apparently the Raiders just scored another touchdown. <laughs> another touchdown. Apparently, you're supposed to spread these scores out, you know, throughout the season to try to win when multiple Jimmy games, Garoppolo not just win one of them ridiculously. They all they look like the the Raiders from the John Madden days right now. The He's, Raiders. I just wanted to mention that um, our good friend Dane is on the show right now listening and, and is excited to meet Liam. So, hey, Dane. This is the only position that he won't cry in, so let me, I'll turn him around. Liam, do you, what do you think about Tommy DeVito? <laughs> He's the best quarterback that ever played the game. He's the new Mahomes. Who knew? He's the new Mahomes. Who knew? He's the Italian Tom Brady, because, right, low draft, no draft. <laughs> the only way you can make Tom Brady better. That's, that's it. right. Make him Italian. That's that's true. That's true. Right. Did you see? I don't know if I hate it or I love it. I think the Italian in me loves it. His his TD uh, necklace. He wears a necklace no. with the with with the letters TD on it. Tommy DeVito. So he was born to be a quarterback. Oh I think. God. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> and he wears it everywhere. By the way, he wears it all the time, and he wears so it like good. I do. He wears it out because, of course, he does. Oh. So. Yep. I, I saw that was it like Pat Pat McAfee or whatever who did like the the whole McAfee thing. McAfee loves him. Found, yeah, McAfee no. Well, he found him. out that his uh, his father is a plumber, and some of his employees dress up as Mario and Luigi for an no, ad. That is a legit. Yeah, that is <laughs> a legitimate like it just, plumbing it ad. It just keeps getting better. Jersey keeps getting yeah, better. It just keeps getting better. Everything I hear. <laughs> well, we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna we're gonna be so excited to as, talk about as, it. As much as we want to talk about Tommy DeVito, this whole show we do have ten topics that we want to discuss. We do. All right. One of them is Tommy. We're DeVito. gonna get. <laughs> let's get going with the first topic. This is gonna be a topic that's near and dear to Maddie's and my heart. Uh, as most New England Patriots fans know, it has been an incredibly frustrating season. They're on a pace to have the lowest it. offensive point total since 1992 when they went two and fourteen. There has been a long debate about whether or not Belichick could win without Brady, especially after TB12 won without the future Hall of Fame coach down in Tampa. Now, just this week, it was reported by longtime Patriots reporter Tom Curran that Robert Kraft has already decided Bill's fate, and it's looking like this season will be Belichick's last in Foxborough. However, when asked about it at a press conference, in the normal stoic and monotone voice, Belichick just kept repeating, we're getting ready for Kansas City. So everyone... What do we feel will happen with Belichick after this season? What do I, what do I want to happen? What do, we, what do I think is going to happen? Is <laughs> we'll, we'll, do both. we'll do both. We'll do both. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, it depends, right? Like Tom Curran's like a real reporter. He knows what he's talking about. So if there's any leakage from Kraft that that's going to happen, you would imagine that Bill could be could be moving on um, after this season. I mean, Kraft hasn't been subtle, right? The last couple of years, he's been like, we got to draft better. We need to develop better. I don't want to not be in the playoffs. I don't want to not be winning playoff games. I mean, he has been very clear about it, and that's obviously, if you watched our season, I'm very sorry, actually, if you've been watching our, what they call offense. I haven't seen it actually all season, but that may be the case. I think, points last week. 
they demolished the over under in that game. Add <laughs> it tanking even. He, he, he can't right. Like, Belichick's like incapable of tanking. He's I don't, I don't think oh. like he's built that way. I don't think he can. But here's the thing: he's still a great coach. Yes. He's still a fantastic coach. Like, whether you think he's the goat or not, we don't have to go there. But he's a great coach. What he's not is a wonderful GM. No. So yes. what I would want yeah. is Belichick the coach, and that's he's not allowed. Like, don't even let him or his dog in the draft room. Okay? Don't, <laughs> see, even Liam liked that joke. Liam liked that don't, joke, yep. Thank you, Liam. Thank you, buddy. You know? Like, don't let him in the draft room. Because that's yeah. not his strength. Just let him be a coach. Let him be a coach. That's my thought. That's what I want. But I think I think if this I agree with you, Maddie. I think the team is a little poorly conceived at this point. The skill players have have kind of evaporated a little bit. There's nobody that's that good on the team. Like you're like, well, the Patriots are losing. I'm like, well, why would they be winning? Who would they be winning with? How would they be scoring touchdowns? They have no weapons at all. None. Because we know our best receiver was Kendrick Bourne. And nothing against Kendrick Bourne, but he's not number one anyway. He's not a number one. I yeah, mean, he's, no, a he's, a number one rece- right. he's a number one receiver in New England, which makes him in the rankings maybe a WR2 some weeks. Right. Like, I, I would take him over Gabe Davis, but I would, but not over <laughs> Stefan Diggs. Gabe's <laughs> like, that stand up for the ball. I don't think you realize it's not coming. Yeah. Sorry, man. The reason the Texans were winning is because they had a 1A and a 1B. The reason that Dolphins, the reason the Dolphins win lots and lots of targets, right? Mark could yeah. be for the Dolphins. Mark, I mean, they have a clear strategy for, too. For I mean, they, they the Dolphins want like all the fastest players. All of their skill players can can run like a four three forty. So it's just they're just absolutely can amazing. We just, can we just say for a second that Mike Pedano coaches that team like he's playing Madden because he's like twenty five? <laughs> he really <laughs> he does. does. And right. a chain looks like he's in Madden with a ninety nine <laughs> speed rating. Uh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Oh, a team yeah, is just get all the fastest guys and and go yeah. right. Because look, look what happened, right? Tyreek went out, and we got what we got this past week, right? Where they lost because the defense wasn't like, for the love of God, we're terrified of Tyreek Hill. <laughs> we're just terrified of what he's gonna do. He's a guy when you pick up Madden, you start you start to put the super team together, and you like you jack out your guy, and he's ninety nine everything. And oh he's yeah, got yeah, really big stupid arms. Oh yeah, Tyreek Hill is a, is a living all Madden player. The reason why the Dolphins lost that game though, it wasn't because the because Tyreek Hill was on on the sideline. It's because their defense was like, I think we're good. Like, they just stopped playing. It's like, oh, yeah, I mean, we got this in the bag. You guys can just go down the field, and you're not going to beat us. And clearly they, they did. They can always generate a touchdown, right? Like, it's Tyreek for 60. He has four catches. Three of them are touchdowns. You take that away, I think it showed there's a vulnerability there. As great as everyone else is, right? He is the guy that kind of, I think, unlocks Absolutely. Locker, right? That's why I think Tyreek actually is the MVP of the league. You think he's, so? He's not going to win. He's not going to win it, but... You, 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 the other bad thing about that game was that it, the, from after that game, it looked like the Dolphins looked uh, felt that doing an end zone celebration was more important than winning the game. That's a that's another kind of bad thing. What happened with that? You know, they've been doing that on hard knocks. They they, they show that on hard knocks, right? About them, like rehearsing all their end zone celebrations, which is funny because if you watch the Barry Sanders documentary, he was the opposite. He just went in there and yeah. handed him the ball. He's like, I'll be back here. Don't, don't worry. I'll be back. here. <laughs> Big difference. That's a good ass documentary, by the way. Yeah, but what do you think, guys? Like, what do you think is going to happen with Belichick? For, you know, like, what do you think is really, really going to happen? Is he I, gone? I think, is he I think he's gone. I think he's gone. Uh, I would prefer him to stay, but yeah, to not do the GM duties because, or at the very least, 
he can pick the defense. I think, they let him the offense. I think they let him retire, too, because I don't He's think anybody's going to hire him. People will hire him. Oh, he'll get hired? So? You don't think yeah. he'll get hired? Really? He's going to get know. hired. I mean, he probably has a big contract, and there's a lot of there's, there, there's some better coaches out there now. Because he, honestly, young it. football, Mike McDaniel football, Madden football wins games. You can see it. Everybody who coaches like not by this old playbook of run first and run second and two tight ends and all this shit he did for the last 20 years that worked. It doesn't work anymore. I agree with you. And I'll add this one thing, though. If you give him a way, get him out of the GM duties. You can't find Ozzie Newsome on the street now necessarily, right? But get, get, him a good, get him a good real GM so he's not doing that. And you get him a real offensive coordinator. To your point, Bill's defense is still the best. We almost beat the Dolphins with no offense. We, had, yeah. we have no offense. None. I mean, in, <laughs> right. He coaches the team and he GMs the team like he's a defensive coordinator because that's what he is. Yeah. Hey, baby. Do you want a next topic? So he teased it in the intro. But now I need to keep covering it. An exciting game that the Giants were ahead for most of. Tommy Cutlets DeVito was forced to lead the Giants down the field with 133 remaining, down 22 to 21. In eight plays and 57 yards and a field goal later, Tommy DeVito is 3 and 1 in the NFL. And the bumbling New York Giants are one game out of the final wild card slot after beating the surging Green Bay Packers. And so, from a stadium of native New Jerseyans, as well as the whole team now celebrating with the Italian salute, an agent out of the Godfather in a pinstripe suit kissing his Italian father on national TV and a whole lot of hope. And now, the NFL's Offensive Player of the Week. What do we feel about Tommy DeVito after this Wait, week's He was win? the Did Offensive got- Player of the Week? Hell yeah, he was. <laughs> Hell yeah, he was. Oh Tommy freaking DeVito. That's amazing. And you know what's great? His laundry was getting done the next day. Not by <laughs> yes. him. Not by him. It's amazing. Well... So I want to I want to just start our conversation with I think the reason they're better and not to mention that he's not afraid to run. He's a lot more mobile than Daniel Jones. He's a lot more confident than Daniel Jones. I think the team likes him better. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, isn't this really an indictment of Daniel Jones? Like when you watch yeah. this, right? Yeah. It's not like Tommy Cutlets is Tom Brady come back again. This <laughs> is not. He's not that person. But you know what he's better than? The guy you gave a lot of money to. $40 million. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know. He won that game, right? And he's talking to these guys like they're his friends. He's like, come by. We'll have some food. I'm sure there'll be something. Like his, his house is 15 minutes away. He just invited the, the NFL football giants over to his mom's for chicken cutlets. I mean, he's just being Italian, all these guys. Like, he's having all these big, giant, like, guys who've never met an Italian before doing the, <laughs> doing the fingers and, like, you know, they're, everybody's excited about him. There, I saw a TikTok I mean, and actually... Yeah, yeah, nothing to lose. The NFL put it on. Barkley's hyping him before the game when he runs out. Like, Saquon Barkley's your hype, man. I mean, I just think... And, and uh, Sean Stellato, Sean Stellato, the, na- uh, the, the agent, he said it in the interview he did on Tuesday that he thinks Tommy can win the job because he thinks that he's already won the locker room. And, and you know what? I agree with him. I think he has. So what do you do with Danny Dimes? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's you not. Him? Danny Dimes is not the first player who gets kicked out after a sophomore slump after a big contract. This happens. It does. I mean, it sucks because now they're, they're, their cap is fucked, but... At the end of the day, the Giants have to try to win. They're in New York sports in the New York sports market, and they have a lot of talent. I mean, you think about it. 
for um, the two games against the Eagles, one of I think they have to split with the Eagles to have a chance for the playoffs uh, in the end of the season. But the two games against the Eagles, Darren Waller's back. But how many years away are you from like actually competing with the Niners or the Cowboys or the Eagles or whomever you deem in that top tier of the NFC? You know. So I think that if you asked me that question last year, I would have said less than five because they were better last year than they were this year. But I think that the thing that Tommy DeVito did for this season for the New York Giants is made football fun again. I mean, I wasn't watching the games Mm -hmm. and then he started and he won the first game and I was like, you know what? I'm going to start again, right? Because, and he made it interesting and, you know, that that touchdown on the run, rolling to the right that he threw in the back and to the end zone to Wanda Robinson, that was a fucking great play. Mm. Athletic and smart and mobile and, I mean, that flea flicker they threw where Wanda readjusted, like, I mean, the team is just playing better. Everybody, like, who would have said that Wondell Robinson would have had 110 yards in that game against some pretty good Green Bay secondary, right? I love oh. this. I love John's John's in. John's not the, the two-year plan for the Giants. I'm I in. feel it. Are they better than the Niners? Probably not. Cowboys no. look beatable. Definitely look not. Beatable. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But I also didn't think they were going to beat the Niners in, what is that, 06 with Eli Manning when they pounded him the ground for three and a half quarter. Poor, uh, poor Eli. And Eli came up with, you know, grass in his face mask they still won the game hey i i i think of this also i mean you mentioned it the fact that they they love tommy devito that team loves tommy devito morale what? has a lot to do with how you play that's why it helps you out in madden too right that's why everyone's right. like like overall uh, scores go up a couple points with good morale uh i i have something i kind of i've said this before about mac jones it's like the team doesn't really want to want to play what? with him anymore and you kind of saw that last week when they actually beat the Steelers with Bailey Zappi. I don't actually think Bailey Zappi is a better quarterback than Mac Jones. But for whatever reason, the, the team is just better with Bailey Zappi. Mac Jones doesn't like Mac Jones. That's how bad it is. That's how bad it is. That's how bad. The kid's crushed. The kid has no confidence. It's, it's, it's sad. When you see, we broke him. We broke him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's mentally broken. You can't play quarterback in the NFL if you you're guys, mentally broken. Did you guys see that video of Zappi um, going into the locker room and uh, being really excited and seeing everybody? And then he saw he saw um, Belichick in the corner and he got really serious. He was like, hello, sir. G- good win. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. Was it. An ice cream handshake and a hot chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> ice cream handshake and a hot chocolate. That's it. Before we That's move it. on, I just want to take one second to talk about how much does the team liking Tommy DeVito coincide with the fact that the team might think that Saquon Barkley deserved the big contract and not Daniel Jones? And like maybe a little bit of um, anger against the quality of that decision. That's an interesting take. That, oh, that could have something to do with it. I don't think they like Daniel Jones at all. I mean, it just what yeah, it I seems think, like. I think that's it. I think they saw him get the bag and they're like, you gave that guy the bag. We got Saquon yeah. Barkley, and you gave that kid the bag. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Right? Because yeah. anybody, yeah. even a casual football fan, knows Daniel Jones is, is again, it, it, good for you. you. You've been a professional football player. You're better than 99.9% of us. But in context of your job, you're not that good. And Saquon what is a premier running back. Premier. Hmm? So, yeah, it's your guy in the locker room, and you think to yourself, come on. Keep in and mind, Danny it. Dimes is a man that tripped over the 20 yard line once on the way to score a touchdown, and you gave and him you $40 million. Dollars. This is what you saw. The 2021 <laughs> Giants were terrible. The 2023 Giants with Daniel Jones were terrible. 
the 2022 Giants pretty good because you had a healthy Saquon Barkley. But don't forget, Daniel Jones threw what? 13 touchdowns last season like yeah not number a lot 31 or number 30 like almost at the bottom of the league yeah, they did not win because of daniel jones that's for they sure did not win because of daniel jones and i think at the very minimum since i'm not talking out of my ass yet i don't think that i don't think tommy devito is tom brady reborn in w- with a chicken cutlet yet <laughs> yet <laughs> yet that's amazing. Yet. Yet. You're yet. so in. It's Come amazing on. how in you are. Yes. But no, you are. You're like you're like the Pats fans after the first year of Mac who's like, it's like it's like having Brady back. I'm like, you are on something. Oh, please. You need yeah. to stop. Like you need to stop. You, you really do, that's, you know? It's like I have a San Francisco guy. fan in my life. He's like, Brock Purdy's Tom Brady, come again. I'm like, you need to slow your roll, no, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pump you, the brakes. Slow up a little bit. Slow up. It's early. Mm. I mean, it's we've early. been saying we've been saying it for weeks that any one of us, well, maybe you guys could play quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers because that team is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah, from a, from a talent perspective, roster compared to any, every, every roster, it's the number one roster in the league. 100%. I'm, I no, doubt they would have an argument. And they right? got so much better at the trade deadline, too. Yeah. Chase Young. Yeah. They have Chase Young now. Yeah, they and just traded for a premier pass rusher. Premier. Yeah. Are you guys on the same topic that when I left? <laughs> yes. Yes. Anyway. Oh, that's right, Liam. This is the next topic. Um, Liam's going to say goodnight, you guys. Good night, Liam. Good night, Liam. Good night. Good night, buddy. We're going to move on to another big sports topic. Now, this is the end of the year. There's not supposed to be a lot of sports news, but there's a one. There's another big sports story going on, especially in baseball. So the question that we were asking all baseball season about Shohei Otani's fate was answered this week after he signed a 10-year, $700 million contract with the Dodgers. Now, while the talk leading up to his decision was mostly quiet, the details of his contract after it was signed have been widely spread, mostly because of the unique way as it was structured and its clause. Clauses. To start with, Otani gets paid over the course of 20 years in actuality, getting paid $2 million for the first 10 and $68 million for the rest. Anyway, but don't feel bad for him as Otani has endorsement deals worth about $40 million per year. Uh, there's also a unique opt-out clause where Otani can opt out of his deal if there's a change in the president of bas- baseball operations or the controlling stake of ownership. So everyone... Why would the Dodgers overpay for Otani, and how do we like the way the contract is structured? Let's get Pete in on this. I feel like Pete's uh, safe for the first time to chat. <laughs> well, my baseball knowledge is a little limited. I know, wasn't Shohei injured, though, this season? Yes. So, I mean... Fact, there I mean, was a lot of talk that he wasn't going to get the big deal because of that injury. And yeah, he, might not, re- he might not be able to pitch. I remember on a previous episode of If These Balls Could Talk, we discussed that very thing. <laughs> so the most Japanese thing ever, and I mean, not like he's an underpaid person, $2 million a year is a lot of money, but you got a $700 million contract and you say that for the rest of the time that I'm a professional athlete, I'm only going to make two. And so that I'll be set when I retire, like set, set when I retire so that they can win. And, and they're, now there's talk that they're in the lead for Yamamoto because of this, wow. which is wild if they get Yamamoto and Shohei. They still have a large salary, player salary base. I think it's like $250 million. It's still not quite what the Mets did last year. Um, well, this, this, I also don't quite understand this. So I, I, while kind of researching this topic, I also looked up. Mm-hmm. So they, there's deferred money for Mookie Betts and for Freddie Freeman as well. They're just kicking the can down the road 
my god in like 20 years they're gonna have they're gonna be paying out like half of their player salary to people that no longer even in the sport anymore yeah but if it buys them one championship who cares it's gonna buy them more than one championship i hope it buys hopefully a couple yeah if you can't win with this team Right. Like you are, you have literally, you have taken, uh, what is it? The C, what do they call it? CBT, the, the competitive yeah, yeah, yeah. CTB. Um, basically, right. It's, it's for, for listeners, right. It's, it's the tax they put on just like kind of at the NBA does where you're just like quadruple penalized the more you spend over this kind of soft cap and they just, it's legal. So like, no, we did anything wrong. Apparently Otani wanted to do this, but like, they just like have a, you know, $70 million player who counts as two. <laughs> because so they and you know he said it right he's like i want to do this so we're even better so that i don't hurt the team but it's like you've literally found a way around the rules you have a yeah. overpass overpriced roster that is just more talented than any other team that's going to exist in the mlb for the next couple of years yeah the, the kind of salary cap like contract wizardry that is involved in this is amazing like nfl too right i mean like i always hear this whole phrase the salary cap doesn't matter or it's not real <laughs> and, and yeah. baseball is even less real well there is no salary cap in baseball right, there actually right. is one yeah. in the nfl but how <laughs> these all these teams start like 40 50 over the cap before the season yeah. even starts and then they have, do some funny like restructuring restructuring stuff switching things around to bonuses and 50 million incentives yeah. Thank you for correcting me. It's a loophole, right? Like it's a loophole. So if you're a parody person, this is terrible. If you're somebody who wants to see a super team, this is the greatest thing ever. Sure. Right. I mean, I'm a Mookie Betts guy because my my idiot team, Red Sox, mm. decided to trade a generational player because apparently we don't learn our lessons from Babe Ruth. But I want Mookie to win. So you know, even though I, I, rooting for the Dodgers is like inherently kind of messed up, I just root for Mookie Betts, who happens to be a Dodger. So I'll be rooting for him. Good for them. At least you've been playing for a game. while. <laughs> I, for, I forgot yeah. I wanted to look this up. So $70 million is the average annual value of this contract. That is actually higher than two teams, two whole Major League Baseball teams yeah. from last year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's the highest paid professional, American professional sports player across all the sports. And they pay basketball players a hell of a lot of money. Mm. I mean, well, soccer Bob, too. You, you did a great job talking about this, but just to like put it in context. I think the next before before Otani, the highest one was like four hundred and thirty million, basically. Mike, Mike Trout, yep, right, seven hundred. So people are doing math on this really quickly. Four thirty yeah. was the yeah, last one. That's still insane. Seven hundred. Because <sighs> when so when everyone was talking about this even before this happened, they thought he's going to be the first five hundred million dollar player. It's like, yeah. And then he just blows that out of the water by two, another two hundred million. No, I, I missed the some of the additional terms of it. Like, is any of this money actually guaranteed? Is that it's all guaranteed? It's a hundred percent guaranteed. But what they did was they deferred it, so he right. only he's only getting paid two million dollars for the first ten years, and then after that, sixty-eight million. Essentially, throughout the twilight of his professional sports career, he sure. will only be making two million dollars, which is insane. Yeah. How's that for a pension plan? Ten years of. Sixty-eight like, million dollars. Um, yeah, I know. Seriously. Yeah. Wow. That's not too bad. I yeah. love. I love to see. Maybe they they turn it into like a Bobby Bonilla contract. You know, we'll 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 pay as opposed to sixty-eight million for the next ten years. We'll pay you ten million for the next. Like I don't know. I can't do that math right now. Now, what do you um, think? The rest of your life for this kind of and 
you know, for this humongous investment, what do you think Los Angeles is looking to do? How many World Series are they looking to win? And how how do they here's, feel like the minimum. Gonna, yeah. they're going to make their money back? What, what did you say, Matt? Who's the minimum? If, if you're paying yeah, that money, you're like, we're going to get two, right? Yeah, I think so. I would hope so, yeah. I mean, theoretically, for the next five or ten years, right? Otani has yet to even prove that he can do a, go a full season so far uh, batting and pitching. So they better be right about this. <laughs> yeah. I heard the Giants actually did a very similar uh, deal as well, but no, who wants to play with the Giants? At the end of the day, for Tani's entire career, he's putting up these numbers and he's still a fucking Anaheim Angel. And he's a draw. Baseball, and we talked about this last week, I mean, one of the real, one one sport that you really just can't win with one or two or even three super it's players. There's no, te- there's no team that isn't full top to bottom because it's, it, while it's a team sport, it's a little bit of a solo sport. There's a lot of parts that Otani can't really participate in. You know what I mean? He just isn't doing yeah. everything, right? It's he's not Bugs Bunny, you guys. Hey, but he is a he is, he is a cartoon who joined a cartoonish roster that was already yeah. stacked to the brim, right? So I I always look at it like you know it, it's not like football, but like you know it's one of those moments where in football you get this kind of like this residual effect, right? So let's say you have a really good cornerback, but he's not a number one. Well, when you get a number one, you get a shutdown corner, and that guy's your second cornerback covering the second best wide receiver. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's not just you got the guy. Now the guy that was awesome is covering somebody who's not nearly as good. So your whole backfield changes, right? Sure. In baseball, it's like you get the guy who was hitting fourth, and now he's hitting third, but he's basically a fourth hitter. It just compounds the density of your lineup in baseball and makes you ever more powerful. So it's not just having him. It's what it does to the entire roster. Like, Absolutely. Think about that batting lineup. Right, for, yeah, you upgrade um, the top, you upgrade every position effectively. They they have like five cleanup hitters on that roster. Yeah, it's a little gross, <laughs> honestly. We're going to hit like 300 home runs next year. Like John, John being a Yankees fan is very, very jealous. As long as we still get Yamamoto. I only need one. I'm not greedy. <laughs> next topic. All right, so another interesting football story and one of the biggest stories out of this past NFL weekend was poor Patrick Mahomes throwing a tempo tantrum after losing to the Bills on Sunday night, 20 to 17. Mahomes took ire to the fact that an admittedly wonderful play that involved the cross-field lateral from ex-quarterback Travis Kelsey for a go-ahead touchdown was called back because receiver Kadarius Toney was clearly lined up offsides. So if anybody who didn't see this, Mahomes proceeded to throw his helmet curse out the refs and even involve poor innocent Josh Allen in his rage during their QB hug after the game. So what boggles the mind in this, right? This is the same Patrick Mahomes that was happy to win the Super Bowl on another game where the refs got involved in a late game decision that decided the game. Um, do we expect Mahomes as well as coach Andy Reid to get fined for their behavior? What do we think about that call in general? And what are our thoughts on impactful calls during the last minutes of professional sports games? They, they're not going to get fined. So, stuff on the sidelines happen all the time. Yeah. Like, they like both that. apologize and too. That was, I think, the, uh, the uh, just, just something erupted out of Mahomes just because he's been very frustrated with the offense. It's definitely yeah. not the same offense it was last year. You don't have Eric Bieniemy anymore uh, as your OC. Nope. Now you have Charles Nagy, or Matt Nagy, excuse me, yeah. uh, who, who wasn't the brightest bulb um, in there. But, um, <laughs> oh, wow. okay. <laughs> now, with having, having that call, I, I actually wanted to look this up and I forgot to. I don't remember the last time offensive offsides was actually called in an NFL game. Um, so it's, it's been rarely called. Well, it was rare until this year. 
so seven times this season. Um, two really? last season, one the season before, and like none the season before that. At this point, yeah. me, the Giants fan, is smiling because Kadarius <laughs> Tony is there. Because he used to be a Giant. Yes. Because he's their he's, problem. He's not now. your problem. And he anymore. was a problem before, yeah. and he's a problem now. He drops passes. And you know why offensive offsides doesn't get called? Because the receivers ask the sideline refs if they're offsides. Yep. They and that's that's stupid. I'm sorry. That's one of like the the first rules that you learn in football is is offsides. Don't line so up you on can the other see side of the whether wall. or not that you're whether or not he's you're literally now, stepping over it. Whoever all the pissed off people, all the pissed yeah. off Patrick Mahomes, the play that was awesome. And it was awesome. It was an awesome play. It, it was, was an awesome wasn't play. supposed to happen. That's how time works. It got called back at the yep. beginning, not at the end. Right. Yeah, right. The, I, the the laundry was on the field before that lateral happened. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, who cares? <laughs> this so argument what, that Travis Kelsey yeah. got robbed because he's a, f- a future Hall of Famer is nonsense. Yeah. And one of the refs, too, when they asked him, you know, was, was that a legit call? And the ref said, look, the guy was so far offside, I couldn't see the football. He was offside. He was. But, yeah, like, like the ref that, that was, was in charge of trying offside. to watch. Right, the, the ref trying to watch the snap couldn't see the snap happen because the guy was in front of it. Do you know what the kicker for that is, though? He was doing that all game long. Mm. Like, I was watching NFL Live. Shout out to Dan Orlovsky because he did a great analysis of this, of the film. He's great. Kadarius Tony lines up offside almost every single play. Huh. Wow. So why wasn't it called on those plays? And See, that's, that's the criticism. That's the criticism. Yeah. We're gonna go. See, this is the thing that kills me. It's bad officiating across the board, right? We all agree Agreed. with it. Yep. Get on the refs when they're wrong. To get on them when they're right, one, <laughs> makes you look dumb. Two, it right. makes you look like a crybaby. And three, it's like you take the air out of like legitimate grievances. You know, like when there's yeah. a really bad call that the, ca- the refs get wrong, that's when you should complain. How much that's anger, guys, and Maddie specifically, this is your point. How much anger in Patrick Mahomes was from the pass interference that they missed the week before? And they missed that yeah. call. That was a miss, right? Yeah. 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 yeah they yeah, totally missed that one. That one. 100%. I think it's just been building up. It's been yeah. it's been building up and it just, well, that just erupted. Re- receiver drops too. I mean, like t- Tony had a big drop in that game too. Um, that would have drop balls. That's yeah. what they do. I think, they yeah, I think they have the most drops in the, in the league right now. And also yeah. is a little bit of this Mahomes not used to being the golden boy. Cause he was the golden boy and maybe he's not anymore. I mean, he's still, well, phenomenal. Come on, he's still, Patrick he's still Mahomes. amazing. He's just stuck. Unfortunately, no, with that, a coordinator and, that's over his head. Not and I, that's they not don't have I mean. the talent at receiver anymore. I don't mean his skill as a player or his skill. No, as a no, no, you, no, you, you, okay. you mean, you mean oh, like he's the, mean. he's the guy that can do no wrong. That's what you mean. He's he the guy the preferential he points treatment. at something and the refs say, oh, okay. Patrick <laughs> says that that's what's going on because he's still the golden know, boy. He's still the golden Darius boy. Pony yeah. is, you know, not <laughs> so. You know, they saw Kadarius Tony stepping, you know, basically on a defensive lineman and thought to themselves, perhaps I should call this. <laughs> you know? You know, like, you see the flag coming out. Like, I think, I think to Pete's point, you see the flag before the play. Like, the play right. has not occurred. It wasn't right. a late flag. It wasn't like, oh, after the fact, there was like, the guy looked at him like, is this idiot? going to do this so so there's there's an argument that when that happens that they should stop the play altogether like they do with a false start i'm surprised they didn't yeah right and like they do that for neutral zone infraction they do that for a false start why not for that 
I, I'll, here's what here's here's my thoughts. I think that the amount of time the press has had to speak about a correct officiating call would be better spent hanging the refs out to dry for the horrible calls they make all the time. I yeah. think that's where we should be spending our time because they do mess up games and they do take over. So all the points he said in his press conference were fair for a wrong call. But they yeah. were Tony was was literally stepping. He was trying to get to the end zone a little quicker. Apparently, he just wanted to get a little closer. To it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, yeah, I, I agree. Crazy. It's. I don't know what you do about officiating and, and you're starting to see like other players like retired and, and current start to call out the situation like Jor- Jordan Poyer and the Bills called it out. Um, Aaron Rodgers was on a, a conference, John's favorite human being um, talking about it. And Tom Brady even saying like the league is mediocre now because it's all driven by officiating and terrible injuries from like this whole the hip drop tackle. I'm hearing this oh whole debacle God. about this now. Yeah, that's one thing Mahomes said that did resonate. I mean, there's a lot of very good games, and that Bills game was very good. And the, the it was a great week game. Before, yeah. I mean, all these games that the Chiefs are playing that they're losing are very good games that are getting the conversation after the game is is the refs and not the game, and that's a little sad, I guess. Yeah, I mean, look at the Bills did everything they could to lose that game. They tried their best, but <laughs> the Chiefs just very hard. Couldn't, couldn't, couldn't do it for them. They couldn't do it for them. Was, any, was anyone else really sur- surprised how how low scoring that game was? A little bit. Um, thought it would have been like a thirty to twenty seven game. I had a feeling it was going to be a little bit tough. They they teed off on on Allen in the line. Like I mean, Chris Jones was having a night. He, he was getting back there every play, and it's like if Allen didn't like literally throw off of one foot as he's flying out of bounds, somehow swinging it around into inbounds as Josh first, Allen does. Oh my god! Like if it wasn't for that, they the Bills wouldn't have scored any points that night. Josh Allen doing Josh like, Allen things. Yeah, Chiefs defense is great this season. You know Josh that that's Allen not Inc. a problem in their team and. Buffalo and with the Chiefs offensive struggles, it it kind of makes sense why the game happened the way it did. Yeah, I mean, I think John was saying it. The Kansas City offense has just not looked the same. No, this no. Year at all. But it's it's what I was bitching about when the Bills had Ken Dorsey as our offensive coordinator all season too. It's, Tell you it what, hasn't looked right for two seasons. Matt Nagy's Patrick awful. Mahomes and tra- yeah. Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey aside, who's on that team that scores touchdowns? Yeah, don't underestimate coaching. I will yeah, say this: You want to you want a hot take for next year's fantasy football? Uh, the the Rashid Rice is that what his first name is? I forget now. Oh, he, yeah. he's he gonna well. be he's gonna be a good fantasy pick next year. Yeah, I think he may be yeah. their WR one. I mean, Kelsey's their WR. Like, let's be honest, he's their number one catcher. But Rice is gonna be their number two target. Unless yeah. they're smart and they actually go get a guy. Maybe. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, mean your your billy. They just, your they just resign Mahomes. Yeah. They just resign Mahomes right. to a big deal. They they can't afford a another a, a, a wide a free agent uh, wr one. There's always a way. There's always a way to get one. There's always a way. I think yep. I think the lesson of the Dolphins is get two guys, get two real guys. Sure. Because Bengals did it too. Very few teams can cover it. They have yep. a guy in a rookie uh, contract though. They can do that. Uh, Bengals did it. Like look at the Bengals. Their, their wide receiver lineup is amazing. Yeah. They're not going to be able to keep all those wires, though. Nope. It's time for the next topic. All right, we're going to move on to basketball now. So the NBA just finished its first ever in-season tournament, and the Lakers ended up winning the whole thing. Though the purpose of this was to instill some buzz with the long and arduous 82-game season with a World Cup-style tournament. The end result seemed to be a hit as the NBA had its highest audience, not counting Christmas or the postseason, since February 2018 with an average of 4.58 million viewers and a peak of 5.68 million. Now, the tournament games themselves also had a viewership 41% higher than last year's games at the same point. 
The arenas themselves had a playoff-like atmospheres with ruckus crowds and lots of tension in the air. Uh, Maddie, I don't know if you saw the the Celtics and the Pacers, but that was a very loud uh, arena in Indiana that night. Oh, it, was, and, it was postseason, right? It was postseason. Mm, yeah, it felt like postseason. So, everyone, uh, what do we think of the NBA insert season tournament, and do we really care about it? I don't give a shit about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the Knicks weren't in it. <laughs> well, they were in it, but they didn't. They weren't in the 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 knockout I rounds. Great, shut the fuck up. John Brunson's still a beast. I mean, I guess if it got that arena to that kind of atmosphere, I mean, then it's at least a partial success, right? It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't change the course of the season at all. Yeah. It's literally just a marketing tactic. I don't like it. I think there should be like some compensation or compensatory draft pick or something like that. I mean, at least that, follow that for the MLB it. where the MLB says, you know what? Nobody gives a shit about the All-Star game, but the league that wins the All-Star game, home field advantage. How about that? Yeah, it doesn't yeah, really that, mean anything, cool. right? Something like that. It, it means something for the guys that make the league minimum, right? Because you're getting half a million dollars. And if you're making the league minimum, you're like, oh, you just doubled my salary. That's, <laughs> Thank that's you very true. Much. That's it's pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the guy you know, that won the, the in-season tournament was Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, he's a big name now for NBA fans. Uh, and he's, he's, a, he's the go-to guy in Indiana right now. And he made that team. And ev- like everyone just loves him now. He's, I mean, he's, he's the guy. He's incredible. He's the best point guard in the league right now. Yeah, period. You know, but here's why I like it. I, I was very, I was very much John in your bucket of like, this is a shameless promotion that they're doing to boost revenue because so they can sell the broadcast rights for even more money. And all of that is still true. And I love when professional athletes care about the regular season. Oh, they all care. And they yeah. a, a few regular season games. So like the doldrums of the beginning of the NBA season, which happened all NBA fans know this. They don't care. They just they just are in the monotony of the of the league schedule. It made it fun. It made it made the league care. Like watching LeBron care about like a game in December was kind of amazing. Like playing playing MVP, you know playoff right? minutes. Yeah, absolutely. So so for me to get the guys like invested like that to get the crowds that Mox talking about right where everybody's invested that makes it more fun. Um, maybe, you know, just some friendly suggestions to Adam Silver, um, tone down the colors on the court. It oh, looks that was so like distracting. That was so distracting. Melodian. <laughs> you know, <laughs> maybe slow your roll. I also think that not to mention a marketing tactic, but a way to sell jerseys and to market yeah. new courts. Absolutely. This was a hundred percent a marketing ploy. A hundred percent. And it works. Make it matter. It worked. It did work. <laughs> it did work. It did work. It did, it did you work. know what I mean? Like, it worked. It worked. Well, a lot Ameri- of marketing Americans, started. Americans, if nothing, are not are predictable, and everybody loves tournament basketball. Yeah. Well, I I do want to say. I mean, Pete, you said it. John, you said. It. I think all three of you guys said. It. I just want to highlight. And Adam Silver, I think, even mentioned this when he was on uh, NBA Today, which is making it more impactful if you win. Right. So whether that's like some kind of playoff implication, home court implication, uh, draft, he didn't seem to be as into, but I know some people have floated that. I think, yeah, yeah, I think that that's like definitely, he said the league's going to look at it. They're going to try to make it better and, uh, and iterate on it. You know what I mean? Because one of of the big criticisms was using the point differential and how teams would kind of pile on. And so they were kicking around a few ideas. I was like, oh, stop being babies. I found you that know, so funny like, because the, the Celtics in that last game, they just decided they're going to keep all of their starters out there 
They That's I think they scored they scored like 140 points or something Woo! like that. Oh my god. Because they just wanted because the point differential was one of the tiebreakers, so they just they wanted to make sure they got in, only to lose Amazing. the Pacers. I, you know, the Pacers actually very impressive in that tournament. Yeah, pretty far for a team that isn't a top tier team, right? So that was a cool story. So I mean, cool stories coming out of early. I mean, you could sell me on that, right? Cool stories coming out of early season professional sports, I think, is very interesting and sellable. But it's just like most new things. Um, this you would have cared if the Knicks turn- were in it. I don't think I would have. <laughs> but this, like the stupid bas- baseball plan that they have to fix, like new things in sports take a couple of years to play test and to see see how that works. And clearly this worked and the, the, the baseball playoffs aren't working, but like they just got figured out. What if yeah. Tommy DeVito was on the mix? Then would you <laughs> well, I mean. He's not that tall, though, right? I don't know. Doesn't matter. He's probably good. He's probably good at basketball. Natural athlete. Right. <laughs> and you brought it up, so I'm going to say one more thing about Tommy DeVito. Just imagine how confident you felt in your mid 20s, right? And just imagine if you were real good at football. Like that's what uh, Dable said about him about the two minute drill. They're like, well, he doesn't. Oh, that lack was hilarious. Confidence. He doesn't lack confidence <laughs> because yeah. this kid, right? He's handsome. He's full of you know. He's just full of testosterone. And so, what the fuck does he care? Like he's going to go to a bar in Jersey and bring home three or four girls, and you know, fuck it, whatever. I believe Dable's words were like something to the effect of, yeah, I just gave him a couple plays and told him to throw the son of a bitch. (laughs) Rip that son of a bitch. That's what he said. Yeah, rip that son of a bitch. (laughs) Premier offensive coordination right there. Premier. I'm a a little sad now that we're we're taking a a break because I swear the next episode that we do is going to be entirely devoted to Tommy DeVito. Well, I got to tell you, because I'm a pretty superstitious person, if we stop talking about it, does it mean they'll lose? Because they can't. Can't lose. Can may, only maybe lose one we game are, against. Maybe we can are the secret to Tommy Cutlets. Maybe we are the secret to Tommy Cutlets. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I'm gonna I post know. the shit out about well, it on Facebook if you, if they win, uh, beat the Saints this week. That's for so sure. I bet you do. I bet gentlemen, you I may have to to leave a little bit early to to put that guy to bed. I'm I'm sorry. That guy, that's okay. That guy. It was good to see you. I that figured guy. out how to put your you picture on on the fly, so I did that already. So that's good. Nice. Okay. We'll see how the right, recording but, uh, works. We'll figure that. The yeah, fuck out. I, I will. I will watch. Uh, I'll participate in the chat as you guys continue to, to well, slay it. You got a three-week break to figure out how to get Liam a job so that you can come back on the show. So yeah, he needs to work. Yeah, earn your pay. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Pete. All right, love you guys. You got to get Pete. Pete. Take care, buddy. Thanks, man. In a world where there's a next topic. To keep it on basketball, guys, there might be something wrong with Draymond Green. (laughs) (laughs) After just getting suspended again, and now we figured out that he is suspended indefinitely. After just getting suspended again for five games, after he tried to choke out Timberwolves center Rudy uh, Gobert, Green was again suspended this week for wildly flailing and catching sons Yusef Nurik in the back of the head. Uh, Green did apologize after the game, saying he was simply trying to sell a call and didn't mean to hit Nurik. Uh, He said... By the way, that he tries apparently to sell calls with his hands, which sounds a little bit like bullshit. Um, this is now three ejections for the season, which is tied for the most in the league. And and so now we know so this question I wrote before he got suspended indefinitely today. But as he becomes more and more wild guarding and it becomes more difficult um, 
for fear of player safety, how should the NBA and the Golden State Warriors respond? And and how do we think we will? We know that we all we all we know all those answers now. So we can just talk about how crazy that dude is. I I feel like the NBA. While I agree with the indefinite suspension, I feel like it's a little bit too little too late. I mean, they had so many opportunities to to suspend him for a long time and with each incident he's been suspended for like a few games here and a few games there i mean he's had multiple incidents of like kicking guys in the in the nards and you know uh punching people and uh and yeah choking out rudy gobert was the very last thing that he did yeah i mean that's the problem right like i think that he has been given like way too much because it was oh he's intense that's just part of his spirit. And I'm like, you can be a spirited defender. You can be a guy who's hard. I don't know if he's too... Did you see him go after Gobert? Yeah. It, it was uh, a yeah. non... Yeah. Like, he normal wanted, he wanted to. He wanted to, like, kill him. Yeah, he had, like, a rare naked choke. Like, yes. what are you doing? And he's and a I don't, power I don't forward. Remember that's, sp- that's not a small man. That's not that's a small a big man. man. And he, he only got, what? I think it was, like, four or five games for that and we we, maddie we talked about this like when it when that came up it's like uh, could you imagine someone in the real world trying to do that you think they would just get a slap on the wrist is like yeah you're suspended for going to jail you're going to jail jail. (laughs) you act like draymond green off the court you're going to jail that's not good that's yusuf nurik is a big friggin Eastern European dude, and he dropped him with. I that, applaud that you on saying that name, by the way. <laughs> Twice in a row, <laughs> I, he dropped him with one shot because Draymond Green is very strong, and he hit him very hard in the oh back. Oh my of the god! Head. Did you see the wind up that he did? <laughs> very hard. Like you're like, oh shit! That man is that white man is dead. So I'll say this. So uh, to your point earlier, two things: either he's full of baloney, he just t- took a swing at a guy, which is bad, or. You are the guy who's pride yourself on being the hard dude and you punch another dude by trying to flop. (laughs) Either way, you look like an asshole. Either way, either way. Yeah. Either way, you're an asshole. Yeah. Like, I I mean, I just kind of think he was frustrated because he was getting played pretty tight. I think he was just frustrated. He just took a swing at the dude. He was obviously frustrated. He was obviously frustrated. Yeah. He's just like, he's, he's he's a dirty player. He's a whiny player. Like, to me, like, like, there are tough dudes in the NBA, and that's not how they act. No. No. It's not how they act. Dude, um, I wish Draymond, like, played 30 years ago. Like, I, I could see him being on, like, the 90s Knicks teams. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he has yeah, the offensive yeah. capacity to play, uh, be a good player back then. Yeah, absolutely. Team didn't fuck yeah, around. He, and he's yeah, trying I'm, to bring that old school mentality back. I don't know, but it's... Poor they don't, Steve they just don't Kerr, not excusing it. I just think poor his behavior Steve is ridiculous. Steve Kerr's just like, you guys... Draymond, we need you. What are what the fuck are you doing? And then so in the end of that game, they lost to the, to the just they lost to that poor stupid team. Steph Curry is just like, I guess I'll pass it to myself. Yeah, <laughs> he's just gonna yeah. he's gonna just shoot it from half court like every single possession now. I think. Jesus Christ! And, and just probably still make more than not. We're not we're not haters, right? Steph Curry is amazing. Steph Curry yeah, is absolutely amazing. Absolutely. He single-handedly won a championship against our, our beloved Celtics. Uh, like he single-handedly just murdered us on the court. I don't want to talk about it. Andrew Wiggins had a small part in it, too. But. That's, Andrew Wiggins had like the series of his life. That's true. Which yeah. he's not doing right now. Uh, for the no. Golden fans, man, I don't know what happened to Wiggins, but he is a disaster this season. Disaster. Can't play ball. It's weird. He's like, I'm good. I'm done playing. <laughs> 
Yeah, I cashed it all out. I cashed it all out. They're going to have to do something. You know, Golden State's a great team, and they have great players, but they are not themselves. They're going to have to no. make a trade. they got to do something. they got to do something. Trade up some of the younger guys. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. I think they, they yeah, to have, just have the younger guys but maybe play. it's it's a rebuilding year for I mean they're they're not the same warriors that they were. But you can't though, right? Because you got Steph and it's still playing in his absolute prime, you know. And you gotta you gotta do something uh, with it. I'm not sure can't Steph's just, in his prime anymore. Oh, I, I think he's I, he's I think still up he is there. as good as he's ever been this year. Hmm. He can do anything he wants. He's 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 he's, he's gonna do anything he wants, and he's he never gets tired, and he's better on defense than he's been before. Never, never. Guy, guy doesn't get tired. But they're eight tired. games out, ten and thirteen. He's an old man. <laughs> I don't remember the Warriors <laughs> being in the bottom in the bottom third of the uh, of the Western Conference. I just I don't remember it. Right? It's it's, so, it's weird them being out of the playoff on. picture. They're old. Yeah. yeah, and Draymond's always suspended. <laughs> and Draymond's always they're suspended. also small. They're also how, how, small. Like, they're saying small in a big boy league. Like like look, look at the Lakers. Yeah. The Lakers beat. You know, we're Draymond about was their center. Players. Draymond was their center. Right. Right. And the Lakers are all like six, eight plus. So like, that's how they beat the Pacers. It's a problem this year. If you don't have size, you're going to be in trouble this year. I think in the NBA, you gotta have size. Well, I think that's what the, I think that's what the Celtics learned too. Like, that's why they got rid of like Isaiah Thomas. And cause he's a, he was a small, I mean, they had Marcus Smart as their point guard for a while and he's what, like six, three, six, four. So, and, and now they have Drew Holiday. Yeah, he's he's, not, he's not seven, two, seven, three, like Chris Knapp, poor Zach, like <laughs> But the Celtics have their. I mean, Jason Tatum is 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 their power forward, and he's like he's like almost seven feet tall now. And like the Celtics definitely learned pretty quickly that they need size, and that's one of the reasons why they're a formidable team. And when you know who's tall in the Western Conference, the tall ass Minnesota Timberwolves at seventeen and five. The tall ass Minnesota Timberwolves. Carl Anthony Towns bounce back, right? Gobert. Wow, that trade was pounded. Yeah. Hounded last season, and look at them coming out best record in the NBA. I think they've only lost one at home. Yeah, they look Incredible. they look wildly good, wildly good. And you're right, it's because they just get all the rebounds, all the rebounds. Maybe that's They're why Draymond enough. thought they had to, he had to choke out Rudy because like that's the only way that they were going to win. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, who has a seven foot tall power forward? Like Jesus Christ, literally just the Minnesota Timberwolves. That's yeah, it. Yeah, literally yeah. just that's the Minnesota it. Timberwolves. <laughs> that's I it. I don't know. My defense, it's time for the next topic. So there's certainly a lot of buzz in Boulder after Deion Sanders and the football team from the University of Colorado won their first three games of the season, especially after only winning one game the year before. Unfortunately, they would only taste victory once more in the remaining nine games, but everybody had their eyes on Coach Prime and his blender shades. But uh, were his accomplishments this year better than Travis Kelsey winning the Super Bowl? being in every single commercial and picking up the most popular girl in school in Taylor Swift. What about Lionel Messi for turning the inter Miami into a formidable team? How about Shohei for winning the game of life or Coco Goff for being the next great thing in American tennis? Potentially you could argue that there are multiple other athletes that, that deserved the distinct uh, title of sports person of the year. So everyone, why do we think that Deion Sanders was Sports Illustrated's Sports Person of the Year. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't really know. Colorado is not, like, it's not Alabama. It's not no. North Carolina. I mean, it's Everyone, not like a, every college football fan was talking about Colorado, though. I mean, sure. Everyone. I mean, I, I think one of the things about the Colorado program and Coach Prime, and even though they didn't win, people were excited to play for him. 
and the ki- and yeah. he seemed to really actually care about the players. And so, you know, maybe it's more than just the record. Like, I think he's trying to develop, and it's his first year in the program, and maybe he's trying to develop, like, a good program that is very player-focused because he was a player. And so if there's things like that, like, you know, humanitarian style things that we know we don't know about that Sports Illustrated does, then maybe. But I don't really care about the Colorado somethings. They're Which, the Buffaloes. The Colorado Buffaloes? Shut the fuck up. They're that's the such a stupid Buffaloes. name. That's a stupid sports. That's <laughs> there's a, a lot of there's a lot of buffalo in 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 and well oh, and bison in you know that like when you get a Andrew's name, you're like, that was the winner. That was the winner, guys, really. You know, it's not bad. Just not great. Just <laughs> not great. That's all. It's like, yes, we get it. Do you guys get it? Do you guys get it? Yeah. 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 We get it. All right. All right. So who who do we think deserves that title of sports person of the year? Of 2023? I think Travis Kelsey. I think Travis Kelsey won 2023. That guy won the Super Bowl and he's dating dating Taylor Swift. Come on. And he started a nationally recognized podcast with his older brother. Yes. And the podcast with his brother. And the podcast is killing. Who had a better I mean, year? Co- no athlete had a better year than Travis Kelsey. <laughs> That's my. It's opinion. a good argument, cuz. It's a good it's argument. A good argument so there were some um, in the in the, the Sports Illustrated article. They did have us spew out some stats as well. Uh, first year applications were up twenty six point four percent year over year. Uh, black African American applications were up eighty point six percent. Yeah, and uh, that's non-resident. What I mean. Those are the things that I read about that were very interesting. About it was a huge so cultural trend. effect. Yeah. Yes. On uh, twenty uh, non-resident applications of twenty nine point eight percent, international applications up thirty eight point four percent from ninety seven countries. But all these people wanted to go to the University of Colorado. Sure, the administration was very happy. September sales at the school's online team store were up two thousand five hundred forty four percent. I mean, I mean, yeah, that, that's the argument, right? For that, that's the argument for for prime time. We're talking about this. Nobody was talking about Colorado. Nobody. No. People, that including people in Colorado. Potentially people at the school weren't talking about <laughs> their, their own team. So, like, that's, that's the difference. He made him a national team. He made him a real... I mean, you have primetime. Like, what... He's so cool. He's so cool to kids. That's how cool primetime is. Absolutely. Do you remember when he was a player? I do. Pete's suggestion was Simone Biles that I actually really do like. Simone Biles is... Oh, when he played in the NFL... When he played in the NFL, he I mean, he was the the coolest player. Yeah. When he was simultaneously yes. playing in the MLB. Can I shout out a buddy of mine? He had a great yeah, yeah, line. Go ahead, go ahead. He texted this to me. He goes, Did the Chargers show up to the game tonight or are they playing the uh, cheerleaders? That was <laughs> shout out to my buddy. Okay. Well they score they scored seven points. They did. Are we done with this topic? Or we're should done. we go back we're done. to it? I just I want to second Pete's suggestion of Simone Biles because I thought it was a great, great choice. Actually, I think that's so. a winner, Pete. I think we're gonna um we're gonna petition Sports Illustrated. Sports Illustrated guys, if you're listening, if these balls could talk, we'd like to petition uh, a recount for Simone Biles. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Absolutely. Cool. So you guys will listen to that, and that'll happen. Fantastic, fantastic. Next topic. I found a cool article this week that I want to talk about. This past Tuesday, Netflix released its first ever engagement report inclusive of more than 18,000 titles and nearly 100 billion hours viewed between January and June of 2023. They also promised to release these reports to the public twice a year going forward. So data transparency and streaming was one of the key agenda items in the SAG-AFTRA and WGA strike negotiations. But Netflix is doing this also because, well, it just can. Because it can. So I was, yeah. I was too curious about this to not download the list, which I did. And it is an actual editable 
18,000 line Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> so wow. for reference, the top 10 items in this list comprised 4.95, the top 10, 4.95 billion hours viewing globally. Uh, the top item being the night agent, which I watched a couple of episodes of, but didn't finish. Um, uh, at 812 million hours viewed overall, which was 200 million more than the next one, which I believe was Ginny and Georgie season two, which I have not watched because. Is this a giant flex by Netflix showing off the power of their 247 million and counting customers worldwide? Or are they trying to be more transparent and talent conscious going forward? Also, Mark, is this going to make you get Netflix? Everyone nope. else in the whole planet how, has how, Netflix. How, how, how many of those hours have I contributed to? Zero. I'll grow up. Get Netflix. It's like Jesus nine dollars. This has become a thing, Maddie. This has become a thing. Like it's th- this Us. is what maybe the most hipster thing that I've done. I've I've done. I like refuse to get a Netflix account. I that I such a I've, random thing to take a stand on, cause know, like it really is. I've, I've done I've done a couple of the trial things. Like I have like eight thousand emails. So you know they did the whole like thirty day trial for that. So I I listen. I I have viewed. A couple things on Netflix, like the whole Tiger King thing uh, that came out when the uh, pandemic first came about. I I, I saw all the Tiger King episodes. You sound like an old person talking about the internet right now. Don't I? Don't I? (laughs) I saw the Tiger King, you guys. (laughs) I have this thing. It's a phone, but I carry it with me. It's very weird. Apparently, it's made out of cells. I don't understand. Like, what? <laughs> How old are you? Have, have you guys heard of this thing called the the, the my book? Yes, <laughs> it's on the interwebs. <laughs> you were you someone because were you someone who said the Facebook for a long the time Facebook. even after the they changed Facebook. it? I'm on the it Facebook. Is. I'm on the Facebook. <laughs> come on, I can't be that old. I'm on TikTok right now. So come oh my on, God. That's that's but, that's both. Yeah, I no, think we're too I, old for TikTok, and you're way too young to be talking about Netflix's way. <laughs> no, okay. I, I, I don't. I don't. It's it's become a thing. It really has. Like I refuse to get have a Netflix account at this point, and there is nothing. Nothing has come out to to really uh, to force me to 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 convert. It really hasn't. They're, they're like objectively the best streaming service you can get. Objectively like, now. Because now they're just raising prices and becoming a movie studio. And so and the that's shit one reason why like, I don't want to do it. And you want to know what else just happened? What happened? Very interestingly, Warner Brothers, well, Discovery Warner Brothers, in their attempt to not be a streaming platform, has sold all of their properties to Netflix. So all of the DC joints are on Netflix What happened now. to Max? <laughs> well, Max sucks, is the thing. Unless you want to watch um, actual show title, Milf Manor. Unless you want to watch things like MILF Manor, you don't get Max. Actually, I have to drop Max because I don't think Game of Thrones is ever going to come out again. And I have no interest in Discovery. And Jamie has already watched all the ones that she's interested in. But anyway. I keep it for I mean, the DC movies. No, they're on fucking Netflix now. Every one of them. I don't need to get Netflix. I have Max. Max is cheaper than Netflix at this Black point. Black Adam is on Netflix. Everything's yeah, on Netflix. Well, you know, I have it on my YouTube TV. And I, I've said this before and I'll say it again. Whenever I have, have a little bit of insomnia and I can't get to sleep, I throw in a DC film and I fall right to sleep. They're so That's never fails. both a, a condemnation of DC films <laughs> and, a, uh, and a, a look inside for your, your going to sleep habits, cuz. So let's... James Gunn's Take like, that awesome I, don't, guys. I don't know what it is, Matty. I, I, I sleep really well when watching a DC film. <laughs> That's how bad they are. They're so That's bad. That's how bad they are. I think 
What's really interesting, and it almost feels a little like insider trading, is the fact that by releasing these massive watch numbers, and I mean, like, honestly, massive. This is a massive It's a little bit of flex. It's a little bit of a flex. It's a flex. Like, I think... The, the data nerd in you, and I know you're a data nerd, Mark. I think the data nerd in you can just should just download the spreadsheet and fuck around with it because oh. it, the numbers are just so interesting. The fact that 840 million hours across the planet of the 8 billion people that live here, that's how much hour. I mean, that's more years of viewing, actual years of viewing in Netflix. And that's not even a year. That's six months. Fuck, yeah. guys. Wow. Six months. Wow. That's not incredible. It's an incredible amount of time. Clearly, my stance on not getting Netflix has been has had a huge effect over the whole country or the world. Well, people yeah. are listening. People are listening, Mark. <laughs> people are listening. Your stands rate a real dent in their earnings call. Oh, yeah. Huge, huge dent. Huge dent. Real dent. Real dent. They really care. I move mountains. The <laughs> night agent was number one. Is anyone else? I'm just blown away. I'm by a little. That. Uh, well, I guess he said the last I six months. Squid Game or something. You know. Well, the, he said the well, last six months. So it, well, not the been, last uh, six okay. months. The first six okay. months. So January. Oh, the to first June. six months. And like, so a portion of that is the winter, which is just yeah. generally a broadcasting black hole. Mm. Um, actually, the things that are out right now on Netflix are really incredible. Um, I'm going to say it. And it's raunchy as hell, but obliterated on Netflix that just came out. I'm having a lot of fun with. Um, and that's a generally a spy flick about spy, a super spies that get really drunk and then have to save the world. I In think Vegas. my favorite show of all time is on Netflix. It's what called The Last Kingdom. If you I haven't seen it. I love The Last Fucking Kingdom. The best. Jesus it's Christ, that is good. Destiny is all. What's his face on Last Kingdom is empirically handsome. I'm sorry. You guys, Hootry, you guys are, Alexander Draymond. Alexander Draymond is an empirically handsome man. Just like you guys still have not convinced me to get a Netflix account, by the way. Also, Peaky Blinders. Fucking Peaky Blinders on Netflix. That show yeah. friggin' yeah. rocks. So yeah. many good wasn't, shows. Was, wasn't Kaleidoscope on Netflix? Kaleidoscope was on Netflix. You were you were a big fan of Kaleidoscope. Everything mostly makes it on a Netflix, I think, at some point. Like I saw Ballers on it like a few weeks ago. <laughs> I was like, when did Ballers get on Netflix? They just yeah. It's because they were on Max. Max sold their soul because <laughs> they're not a broadcasting soul. network anymore. They're not going to make. They pretty much sold. Um, and I said this on the show because um, it is common news. But the um, CEO of Discovery, when he bought Max, explained to everyone that would listen that he did not believe in scripted content, and it took. He makes a lot more money in unscripted dribble than he does in any scripted content that he's ever put out, and he just is it's not sold. It costs more. Um, you got to pay writers and you got to pay effects guys when you can just put four annoying Italian women in a room and watch them yell at each other and people will watch that shit. So it makes me sad. It's America, baby. That's how that's how we do it. That's why that's why Bachelor in Paradise polls at like eight million viewers. <laughs> Our golden bachelor. Fuck. Hey, I watched it. I was in on it, man. I'm going to own it. <laughs> my wife and I, we saw her like, this is objectively entertaining. We're just going to do it. <laughs> Easy 10 hours episodes. Cakewalk. Absolute cakewalk. See, John, that's why you still have to watch Network TV. Fucking hate Network TV. <laughs> <laughs> no. Jamie likes Dancing with the Stars, so we did watch this previous season of Dancing with the Stars. You can watch that on Disney+. Plus. I, I did, by the way. <laughs> but it is very Network. And also, I really like Sochi Gomez a lot. There you go. What a flex by Netflix, though. Wow. 
That's incredible. That's a, that's a yeah. incredible. They just took it out and they just laid it on the table, made an indent, and they just walked away. Like if you haven't heard of us, we're the ones who changed uh, how people consume entertainment. Uh, yeah. you may have heard of us. Yeah, yeah, we reinvented television. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Fuck you, Blockbuster. <laughs> Aww. God bless. I wish you know it was sad. Kids will never know what a Blockbuster smelled like. It's a shame. No. It had its own smell. <laughs> it did have a, its own smell. Did you guys like the 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 like the wander around the Blockbuster for 30 to 45 minutes? Was that like an, an, a good thing for you? Because I really liked that a lot. That sounds like a long time. <laughs> Just like you, I mean, I got perused in the in the blockbuster, right? Like you'd peruse. Yeah, yeah there was you work there. We wanted to talk to you more than you ever wanted to talk to him. That was pretty standard. But the smell always stands out, and uh, not returning them on time stands out. Yep. Another really great documentary, by the way, the last blockbuster that I believe is on Netflix, which is ironic. That's actually so I can watch it, and cuz um, wait for it to come on Max. Apparently, that's your that's your move. <laughs> Matty, you want to talk about Stranger Things a little bit for Mark? Hey, I'm in on it. I'm in on that deal. I have I have not seen one episode of Stranger Things, even though I've met the kids in person. I've said except this before Millie, on the show too, except for Millie Bobby Brown, who is famous. No, I haven't. I haven't met Millie, but Cat uh, uh, and Catazaro and Sophie. I can't remember is, what her is last name is. Is he as weird looking in person as he is on And Kayla McLaughlin, yes. Not so much when I met him. He was younger when I met him. So that's a weird, that's he, a weird he looked normal. Dude. But now, yeah, now he looks a little awkward. Does he have all, all his teeth finally? <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't really concentrating on his teeth. <laughs> Poor kid, man. He's like, you know, Mom, I know I'm average, but I'm going to be an actor one day. Good for hey. him. Hey. Yeah, he made Cheers. it happen. Cheers, Karen Zara. I think he has like a Jerky Boy style like uh, prank show now too. Which really? I think really? I think he does. It's a little That's ridiculous. So random. So random. So random. <laughs> All right, Mark, do a thing before I keep gabbing. Next topic. And now it's time for a new segment with a line that I'm stealing from Animaniacs. It's time for another good idea, bad idea. So I'm going to name off an idea, a proposal, and everyone uh, will say whether or not they think it's a good or bad idea. You guys understand the rules? Yes. It's complicated, but I tracked it. Yep. And we're going to try and do as many as we can within the actual five-minute time frame. So, first one. Bronny James playing for USC after suffering a cardiac arrest just a mere five months ago. Is this a good idea or a bad idea? Bad idea. Bad idea. Why is 18-year-old Bronny James getting heart problems? <laughs> yeah, he so this this happened in July. They were doing a uh yeah, it, uh they were in Italy and um yeah, he just collapsed right on there and but he got he got tough he life got, being he got cleared. He got cleared and so he's playing and I mean, cool. I mean, he feels like I'm sure he feels like he has to show off his skills because he's going to get drafted. I mean, by the way, he does. He does. But he's LeBron he, James kid. He has to be the prince and he is already committed. And if he lets his commitment go, then he has to prove that he's good again. And right now he doesn't. Mm -hmm. So and also uh, he's I just kind of average at basketball, which is also really weird. Yeah, he's definitely not like his father. All right. Next one. Uh, John's favorite human being, Aaron Rodgers, playing for the Jets at some point this season. Good idea or bad idea? Terrible. Here's the thing, though. <laughs> I don't think the Jets could do worse. 
Yeah, but like, just it's over. Your season's over. Just move on. Yeah, what's the point? So the reason I, I heard was that he he would play in order to save like Nathaniel Hackett's job and Robert Sala's job. Oh my god! Like that's the only reason. That's the reason why he feels like he needs to play, even though it's still like it's a miraculous torn ACL. There's no way. I don't care. I don't care how many of those like funny magic elixirs that you're drinking on the sideline. Maybe he was in a dark room and forgot where he was for a little <laughs> while. You know, on his retreat. Plausible. Maybe he has robot parts. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Guy, okay. Fuck that asshole. All right. Next one. The athletics moving to Las Vegas. Good idea or bad idea? Fantastic fucking idea. Oakland. Yeah. Oakland's lost enough. Okay. <laughs> you know what invigorates a sports team? A brand new fucking stadium in the money capital of America. They're going to be good in five years now. No, I'm, I'm with the city of Oakland. Hang in there, boys. Hang in there. They didn't. They never showed up to games like that was the whole thing. Like people never showed up to athletics games. They would show up like they, they, they would uh, form a, a, a big group of people or whatever, like that show up to like a couple games. It's like the season is 162 games long. You have to do that all year. <laughs> I checked in with my consigliere, and only if Tommy DeVito plays on the Athletics can I support them. You know what? There you go. If Tommy DeVito was on the Oakland Athletics. Uh, so our friend, uh, Scott, hey, Scott, um, he lives in, or he used to live in the Bay Area. And so he used to go to Athletics games when he went home. It was a while ago. And he used to say he used to get in for five bucks. You have five bucks? You want to mm, go to a baseball game? Wow. Because wow. Alameda Stadium, for people who have been there, and, and you live out there, so you've probably been there, sucks. It sucks. It's dangerous, and it's a <laughs> shitty stadium in a shitty part of town. It's not fun to go to Oakland, guys. It's just not fun to go to Oakland. Side Oakland note, up. Okay. Side, side note: Oakland wants to have an independent baseball team that they're going to call the Oakland Bees. Okay. I mean, that just is, so, can we get a better name? That uh, is a truth fact. Uh, <laughs> better name. So the bad idea, Bees. Bad idea. So, so wait a second. They went from the Oakland A's to the Oakland B's. That's really what they're pitching. That's the that's, Oakland B's. Yeah, that's what they're pitching. Ooh, well, no, they're, they're they're saying since they're going to lose the Oakland A's, where they're going to form the Oakland B's. <laughs> Ooh, that's rough. Yeah. Ooh, somebody yeah. got it. All somebody right. on city council has to be fired. Like really yeah. fired. And a better PR firm. And a yep. better right. PR firm. Next one. So Greg Olson, who's been announcing Fox uh, sports games for NFL. Uh, potentially wants to leave the TV booth to coach the Panthers next year. Good idea or bad idea? Nobody should coach Horrible. the Panthers. Bad idea. Exactly. <laughs> Why would you give up the cushy TV job to coach? And he's, he's starting to get good at it. Like he's actually decent at it now. He's pretty good. Mm -hmm. Nobody's gonna. No. Nobody's a better broadcaster than Ryan Fitzpatrick. Straight up. <laughs> Fitz magic. That, that fucking guy. Yeah. I watch him on TV all the time. He's just like, you know what? I'm gonna take my suit off. It's national television. I don't give a shit. <laughs> He's never wearing sleeves under that suit. I can promise you that never. much. Never. 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 What never an animal. Once. Good idea, bad idea. Dakota Johnson starring as Madam Webb next year. I don't know. I think that I'm psyched. And okay, I think that I'm psyched because it's not. It, um, the deal with Sony and Marvel is that some of the projects are just Sony projects, but some of the projects are Sony Marvel projects. So like the new Spider-Man movies. So Madam Web is a Sony Marvel project. Um, the idea of her in a way that I think they're telling it with multiple Spider-Girls uh, Spider and Spider-Women um, with Silk as a villain, I think all very good. So good idea. I think it'll be good. 
Good idea, bad idea. The Washington Capitals and Wizards moving out of D.C. to Virginia. I'm staying in the homer. Bad idea. Stay, stay where you're at. Loyal. You know, I'm a Boston guy. You got to stay where you're from, man. Where? You know what? I don't. You know what? I don't. Uh, some, so, somewhere in Northern Virginia, like Arlington area or something. I mean, like Arlington that. is essentially DC. <laughs> but here, right. but they're in the heart right. of DC. Not wrong. This is what I. This is what I don't understand too. The the guy that owns the Capitals and the Wizards also owns the building they play in. <laughs> I don't know. See, here's the, va- the 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 problem that I have with this is not necessarily the moving, but the building a stadium thirty miles away with taxpayer money seems ridiculous. Yeah, in the world of bad ideas, what John said is a bad idea. Any municipality in the world, you never get your money's worth. Never. It has been proven. It is always a bad deal. Always Let rich bad. people build their own stadiums. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fuck. You can All build right. a road there. That's it. <laughs> All right. And the last one, uh, the addition of breakdancing, climbing, surfing, and skateboarding to next year's Olympics. Good idea or bad idea? Shut the fuck up. That's not real. Ooh. That's totally real. That's bad. Breakdancing? How do you score breakdancing? So Look, the reason Jane why Tatum's they want to do this, the reason why they want to do this is they want, they're trying to draw a younger crowd to watch the Olympics. So they chose breakdancing from yep. the 80s? Yep. The 80s weren't good, you guys. <laughs> Not well, good. I was. I actually. I, I'm a little uh, surprised about that. I thought at least one of you were going to say it was a good idea. Bad idea. We'll, what, what, what my friend Marks likes to say is, "We'll see. We'll see. Time will tell." <laughs> All right, John, you ready? I am ready. I am fucking ready. It's the <laughs> final topic. <laughs> oh, that never shit. gets old. Oh, Amazing shit, Europe, guys. Amazing Europe. That never gets old. We're super. One of good. these days, are, su- one of these days, are going to give us a, uh, a a cease and desist. Letter. We're super fucking good at broadcasting. Here's the thing. <laughs> All right, in a sporty sports episode, I'm going to go with a non- my second non-sports question. Um, so this week, more than two million uh, Tesla electric vehicles are subject to a new safety recall. Oh, I heard about this. Uh, the issue is that the autopilot driver assistance feature and the hands-free auto steer component, um, it was brought up by the National Highway Safety Administration that Tesla has inadequate driver monitoring and that the system could lead to foreseeable misuse. Uh, its current driver safety checks can easily be fooled by hanging a heavy object off the wheel, such as a water bottle, and placing get this, a stuffed bear in the driver's seat. That's so, all you need? That's all you need. <laughs> all you need. So in November of this year, a Florida court, Florida with some smarts, um, <laughs> ruled that there is reasonable evidence to conclude that Musk and Tesla knew of the autopilot defect and refused to fix it. And last week, a former Tesla employee leaked thousands of hidden accident reports. So, first thing, would you guys ever drive in a fully driver uh, autonomous car? Uh, what must change to true up the idea of full autonomy and the reality of truly being possible where there are still driven cars on the road, which Mark has speak, spoken about? I have, and that is the future. Fully autonomous vehicles are going to be a thing. Are we close to it right now? No. 
And when you look up the accident uh, rates of, uh, or there's a sheer number of accidents of autonomous vehicles, an overwhelming majority of them are Teslas. This is just the I mean, beginning of the end of Elon Tesla's, Musk, right? Teslas are the most bought autonomous vehicle and electric vehicle. And, and out of all of the, the brands, they're the one that has the most of the, the, the that have the, like that driverless feature. Um, the fact that you can have a teddy bear in the driver's seat, though, is really alarming because there's no human being that can drive a vehicle that weighs as much as a, as a stuffed bear. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, I think- what it is is just filling space that the camera in the back is supposed to check for a driver and it's just space filling and it, it has. But no isn't there supposed ability- to be a, like, isn't there supposed to be a weight thing associated with the, the C2? I so guess there not, is right? a, uh, uh, from what I read, there is a torque meter on the steering wheel, which is the reason that you hang a water bottle. I got to tell you, the Internet's a fucking weird ass place and I've seen some weird shit going on in Tesla's. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. People have to think about this kind of shit, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like who was the first person that, that, that put on their put on their social medias about the shit they do in their Tesla while they're not driving it while it's moving? Mm-hmm. It's the future. That's the point, right? I mean, like anybody who thinks a car in 2023 is going to drive without any of your assistance is lying to themselves. Like, don't we all implicitly kind of know that it may do some cool stuff, but you should probably have your hands on the wheel. You should probably be keeping an eye out. So I think there's kind of it's like unspoken like oh i didn't know it wasn't like of course of course it doesn't work great it, it, did, it would be in a chevy and it's not so like i think that would i ever drive one yes what has to change is that the technology has to be ready like it actually has to be fully developed and we're figuring it our way out through it right now and Tesla's just like you said, it's just the one that happens to be sold the most right now. But what it yeah. also seems to ha- be happening um with this article is that Tesla's really skimping. Um uh, Blue Eye, who sold an autopilot, um, they actually backed away from Tesla because they were pushing the safety envelope too fast. They actually said that. And Tesla has been slowly, to keep price down, removing sensors. I mean, they're just taking them out of the cars and keeping the builds cheap. And so, like, I feel like if they weren't so motivated to make a $30,000 car, that Tesla could really, um, I mean, make the Model X $85,000, but make it be fully autonomous. Ah, shit. Make a fully autonomous car, but make it be $150,000. I mean, there's a place for it. It's just, I don't think it's for everybody yet, because, like, the guy who drives, you know, his 20-minute commute, or the guy who drives carpool doesn't need an autonomous car. Like, he just doesn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and what Mark... What Mark brought up a couple of weeks ago when we talked about this topic of autonomous vehicles is that I don't know if in, in, a far, in a future where there are perfect autonomous vehicles, which we're going to get to, is that vehicle going to be able to drive safely when there's assholes on the road driving like dicks? Like, I just, that's, like, that's the thing. Yeah. Because autonomous vehicles are trying to follow a set of rules on the road. But if an overwhelming majority of the people aren't following those same set of rules, then that's when shit happens. And then... Another thing that we have to think about is like the ethics of autonomous vehicles. So an autonomous vehicle is driving down the road and there is going to be an accident because someone is fucked up. Like maybe a sensor is wrong and it has to make a decision. Does it kill granny or does it drive off the road and crash? Or does it like, does it kill the neighbor's puppy or does it crash? Like it has to make has to have some sort of ability to make human decisions, which I just, I don't think it's ever going to have. So then we get a well, real sci-fi 
like kind of fucked up place where people's yeah. values and things values are starting to get measured by a computer. And it's really weird, guys. I just expect AI is going to be um, enslaving us by then. So we'll be fine. You know? Well, that's true. Yeah. That's yeah. True. We'll be totally fine. Mm-hmm. Totally fine. Totally fine. Yeah, no what were you going to say, Mark? I, was talking a lot. I, I just, listen, in my opinion, autonomous vehicles, like we need to be more open to this because again, I get, I'm sorry. I get sick of seeing how many accidents, car accidents happened today. Oh, yeah, it's a shitload. People are bad at driving. How many people died on the road today? No, people are bad at driving. Like you're driving along at 70 and some asshole drives by you at 95 in the right lane. And you're like, what the fuck is going on with you? Like, why is you, why are you so important to put every single person in danger? Yeah. But, but in the same respects, Tesla should not be trying to cover up uh, like all the the shit that's going on behind the scenes and all their the accidents. Yes. I mean, come on, that's just that's total corruption right there. This is just the beginning of the end of Elon Musk right now. Well, he's had a really good year. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's definitely he's definitely not sports person or person I of the year. I have this theory because he's so rich and so Aspergers that he just got pissed off one day at something that was said about him on on Twitter and decided he was just gonna buy that thing and just run it right into the fucking ground, which is what it seems like he's doing. But he's a billionaire. And so he's got to be at least a little smart. I mean, oh, I he's incredibly he's smart. Yeah. yeah, right. I mean, he's so, just a crazy genius. That's not good. <laughs> I mean, so it, it, he's either he's either crashing Tesla just like a petulant child or he is a supervillain and he's doing it to kill free speech. I think I think I think you you said it right, John. I think what happens is I think you get people like him, and it's like we need to go fast. And there's always someone there who's like, "Hey, I want to go fast, right? But let's make sure we're being safe and we're being like really mm-hmm. thoughtful about it." And in a business, in a large business with someone like that at the head, there is always pressure, both verbal and nonverbal. That's like, "Yeah, but go fast." And when you see them skimping, like what you talked about, when you see them not owning up to things and hiding things, that's kind of part of like the culture and environment you've created at the company. Yeah. Yeah. And they got to own that because that's that's dangerous. It's so dangerous. I mean, and that's why, I mean, the reason a corporate structure is the way it is, is the CEO does CEO things and the CTO says, well, that doesn't actually work yet. (laughs) Oh, but, but, but do it anyway. You know, I mean, look at, look what happened with OpenAI, yeah. right? OpenAI yeah. literally had a, 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 a oh, they don't get John started on OpenAI. <laughs> but no, but like, but it, it's a good point, right? Like they were founded as a nonprofit to say like, this is an incredibly important yet potentially incredibly dangerous technology. Mm-hmm. And so we have to make sure that maybe the profit motive isn't necessarily the greatest impetus to develop it. And then what happened? They, they founded a business that was wildly successful and brought in a guy whose entire history is, I grow companies. That's what I do. And then they were like, you're growing the company too fast. It's like, you guys didn't see it coming, really? Like, you didn't understand <laughs> who you were hiring? Like, I don't understand. So it's just one of those funny things of like, it's really hard when you're trying to hold these two different ideals together and one always wins out. And it sounds like a Tesla, speed is winning out over safety. I agree with that completely. And I honestly think that a lot of the problems in the way that Elon Musk runs his businesses is the, is the problem with how Sam Altman is running OpenAI. Um, too much advancement, too fast. And that's what all the employees 
It's what everybody says, what the board said. The board was like, listen, we don't actually want to get to Skynet yet, you guys. We're not ready. We're just not ready for an autonomous being controlling the decisions of the federal government. We're just not, because that'll yeah. be the fucking end. Quick note to AI when you're listening. If When you take over, if you could sound like Arnold Schwarzenegger, I will really appreciate the <laughs> Just putting it out there for you. Just I think, th- I, think that, I think that that's it, you guys. That was that was perfect. <laughs> perfect uh, as can be. All right, John, you ready? No, but I remember the timing now, so we're gonna try to get this one right. All right, let me know when I can start. Well, you just start whenever, and I'm all gonna right. start it when I'm supposed to, instead of when I think I'm supposed to. So that has been our 10 topics. We would like to thank our guests for joining us this week. Thank you, Maddie. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. Thanks, Maddie. Please subscribe to us by ticking that little bell or follow or like us on our socials at If These Balls Pod on X, Instagram, Facebook, Threads, and yes, now TikTok. Our TikTok. website. Our website is www.iftheseballsgoodtalkpod.com. This is Mark Pesci and from my partner John Campania. That's what we feel they would say if these balls could talk. Bye, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.